In Sean Baseball Weekly, week nine. I was on vacation last week. Matt took the reins for a week doing the analysis, stored it up, and we are unloading that onto you at the end of this show during the week A Wyverns and Wogs. So, for our hometown Wyverns, really tough week here, really tough two weeks. Uh, last 10 games, won three out of the last 10. Meanwhile, our pitching has been up and down. Our offense has been either great or terrible. Uh, really looking forward to the next week. However, the homestand was not the tonic I had expected. Uh, looking around the league, really we're looking at a top-heavy uh, league at the moment. We've got six teams above 500. The Dinos continue dominating, and the Heroes have really inched up. The Bears have remained steady, but they have lost a few games. So, Wyverns looking tough for the week. Wyverns and Wolves! Hey, Rick, let's recap this week's games and the Wyverns of the game. Sunday, the LG Twins shut out the R Wyverns 4-0. Kim Juhan picked up a hard luck walk, giving up one earned run in six innings of work. Wyverns bats fared little better Tuesday as Samsung beat SK 4-1. Choi Jun Woo went 1-3 with the solo shot, winning Wog honors. Samsung continued to silence Wyvern's bats Wednesday, winning 7-1. Choi Jiang went 1-3 with the solo shot. The Wyverns did manage 10 hits on Thursday, yet Samsung finished the sweep, winning 6-2. Che Tae-in earned WOG honors, going 3-4. Our Wyverns finally picked up a win on Friday, besting the Lotte Giants 7-4. Choi Jiang went 2-5 with a homer and 3 RBIs, picking up the WOG honors. Che Tae-in also had a fine performance with another 3 hits, yet did not score any runs or have any RBIs. Saturday, the Wyverns ended another painful week by falling to the Lotte 10-4. Che Tae-in went 2-4 with two RBIs winning the WOG honors. Choi Jiang also played well with three hits and an RBI. Well, that's the Wyverns and WOGs for this week, and it's another painful recap, with the exception of the great play of Che Tae-in. Back to you, Rick. Weekly Roundtable. Matt, it's been a big two weeks. I was off on 4th of July week. Took the entire week off for myself. However, I did watch a few games. Uh, what are your thoughts in the past two weeks? Well, it's been another hard couple of weeks for the Wyverns, Rick. We're hard, uh, not hitting the ball well in the last week. The week before, we've had some bad starting pitching performances. The defense has been solid, but the team still cannot uh, compete right now. I tell you what, we've had pitchers that have given up no earned runs, and then next start they give up nine earned runs. We've had uh, Pinto uh, sometimes acting like a Ford Mustang, and other times he is basically a Pinto as usual. But, boy, I tell you, overall, the team is just confusing back and forth. I'm wondering if that has a lot to do with the manager's struggles to stay uh, vertical. Well, you know, he collapsed in that game last uh, Thursday in the first game of the, the double header. That was a week ago this Thursday. And um, they say it was related to stress and whatnot. So I, I think it's more a result of the way the team has been playing rather than a cause of, 
of the the calamity. I think he takes his job very seriously, and he's very stressed out that the team is not performing very well. Well, you know, when you have a lack of sleep, insufficient eating, and other severe stress, you've got to wonder if there's something wrong with the culture of the entire organization. Uh, generally speaking, a professional goes to work, does his job, things don't work out, you take it in stride, you learn, you come back the next day, and you just hit the field. That's how the greatest coaches have responded to stress. Well, I, I think there is a little bit of a cultural difference here in that, like, uh, that's the way, like, we're very Eurocentric. We think of it individually, whereas a lot of times they're thinking things as more collectively. So, uh, you know, he feels more of a, I would say you feel almost more of a burden to the organization there than a, a, a situation here where people, it's not that people don't care about the teams in the U.S., they definitely do, but there, there's something about the collective, and, and when he's he's kind of feeling, he's taking the hurt of the team upon himself. Well, when you say collective, that basically means everybody should equally take the burden, not just the coach. The coach can do his job the best he can, but the thing that the coach cannot do is let stress get to him, stop eating, stop taking care of himself. He's got to be the anchor of the team. He doesn't get out there and hit the balls, throw the balls, etc., but he has to be the emotional center of the team remaining calm, which actually is a universal I value. I definitely agree with you there that it does make things worse when you the leader who who uh, can't stay calm and seems to have some emotional distress. It just makes things worse. Uh, I still say it's more of a result. It, it's one of those things when go, things are going badly, you need positive things, not negative things. And this is a negative thing that piled on to what was going on with the team. Well, it certainly is good that the, the park is called Happy Dream Park. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, they're not playing as if it is a dream. But speaking of thinking positively, the team certainly was when they decided to name it that. All right, Matt, let's move on to uh, some individual highlights. I tell you, we have some great performances this season. Uh, I just wanted to dip into the last two weeks of players that I want to highlight have really come through for the team. First, uh, I'd like to talk about uh, Choi Jihoon. He has really come on. Um, he's batting leadoff. He got his first RBIs of the season this two-week period. Uh, remember uh, a couple weeks ago we were talking about this is a player who's playing great, but has zero RBIs. And, of course, as a leadoff man, you don't get many opportunities for an RBI. But he got his first three RBIs in the last two weeks. Congratulations. And he is still batting 308. So one of the many very good performance players this season. And now let's move on to your favorite, Choi Jung. Obviously still doing great. Uh, I'm, if he could get that batting average up a little higher, he might be in the MVP contention. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's absolutely playing well. I, I definitely think he can be right there at MVP con, uh, contention this year with the kind of power and consistency he's starting to demonstrate. Uh, but, you know, it's just you don't have the weapons around him. You don't have pitchers uh, stopping the other teams to, to give them opportunities to win games with those homers. And so... Uh, you know, his frustration ha has got to be there like the rest of the team. He's got 11 homers, definitely in the top five. 29 RBIs is pretty sweet also. Uh, speaking of home run hitters, uh, Romack, Jamie Romack, uh, having a pretty good season, definitely solid. 
Um, and he continues to be con- consistent in his hitting. Uh, Romack has a five-game hitting streak heading into Sunday today. Uh, and prior to that, he had many multi-game, multi-hit games. He does, however, have some games where he's got four or five at-bats with no hits. And, you know, he must be suffering from strikeouts, uh, trying to overhit the ball for home runs, etc. Absolutely. Romack is continuing to play well. The <clears throat> the dual threat of Romack and Choi Jiang are doing their job. They just don't have the, the pitching behind them like they had last year. Now, another uh, highlight of the last week is Che Tae-in with nine hits in one week. He is currently our number one DH batting 370. It's better than that, Rick. I mean, he really only played in a few games. Right. He's he's really a a great uh, bright spot. And I mentioned that in my Wyverns and Wogs segment this week is Ah. that he got a lot of hits. Uh, A lot of times they were singles with no one on base, but that's not his fault that those weren't productive. You know, if you get on base – three times in a game and you don't get any runs and you don't get any RBIs. I mean, that could be a lack of power, but that also is usually, if you get on base that much, it usually means the pieces around you aren't scoring. He is making a good case to be the everyday DH. Uh, This is a 37 year old and he's been playing since 2007. Uh, He has hit around 300 uh, a majority of the seasons. So hitting 370 may not get all the way up to George Brett this season, but he definitely is um, looking really good to solidify that position. Let's move on to Kim Hung Soo. Uh, Kim Hung Soo has eight hits in the last week. Another uh, one of our best players in the last week Uh, also has been playing pretty well since mid June. So he's batting 329 right now in our powerful outfield, specifically left field. Any thoughts on Kim Hung Soo? I mean, just uh, you know, part of that uh, that great performance from our outfield this year. Uh, you know, it, it seems to fill in with the injuries. He's he's taking uh, the slack off the team uh, <clears throat> it, it, by filling in nicely there. And I'm really uh, hot, of course, on Yu King Nam, our uh, catcher. Uh, who recently got the job. And boy, he's really done well, batting 288, five homers, 34 RBIs. And I'm partial to catchers, as I was a catcher for a few years there. And uh, he's only making 192 uh, compared to the other superstars on the team. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've, uh, but we do have, uh, you know, offensive problems getting runs when we need them and also keeping the team from scoring it's like the the bats and the pitching don't seem to coincide and we're losing a lot of games that way now the players that we brought up in this show are the only players performing uh the other players are not doing too well and we are being beaten to a pulp a lot of the games are 10 to 3 4 to 1 being shut out a few times one of the games we actually were completely shut out with a complete game. Uh, let's see which game that was this week. Uh, we also, as I mentioned, Park Jung-hoon gave up nine earned runs on the 25th and then came back and gave up no earned run with a quality start on June 30th. So this team has got to hit some consistency if we have any hope of are, a are season. Are you talking about Kim Joo-hoon? I'm talking about Park Jung-hoon. Oh, okay, yeah. Kim Juhan also uh, picked up a. Uh, I gave right. the uh, the wyvern of the game to him Sunday because he pitched six innings and gave a one earned run. Right. 
Right. 28. And it, it, it's, as I say, Rick, it's sometimes it, one thing we're doing too is we're getting like, sometimes we get 10 plus hit games and we're leaving a ton of people on base, you know? So sometimes yeah. it's just not everything <laughs> going together. We've really got to take uh, a strong look at the uh, the depth chart for our starting pitchers. We've got to figure out what is the strategy, how are we moving folks in and out, and boy, our bullpen is a dump. Uh, <laughs> if, if we have any if we have any chance at winning a game, the bullpen makes sure to ruin the chances. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, right. it's it's uh, the only time they team seem to pitch well is in mop up, which is where they don't need them. Exactly. All right, Matt, any further uh, notes on our offensive players or any further team discussions? Otherwise, we can move on and just run through the uh, games these past two weeks. I think we're good. All right, let's take a look at the games really fast. I know you get went in depth, but for our uh, for folks who are just dropping in, uh, we lost to Kiwoom 2-7 on the 21st. Uh, we lost to the league-leading Doosan Bears. Uh, 9-2, and then we lost again to the Bears, 14-6 to on the 25th, and we lost to the Twins. The Twins looking pretty good this season. Uh, not as good as the Bears, but they're definitely, uh, or the Dinos, definitely moving up there. Uh, we lost 3-0 to on the 27th, and yes, I'm sorry, the Dinos are in first place. The Bears are looking like they could be in first place, though. Uh, the Twins, again, 4-0, to blanking us on the 28th. And we lose to the Samsung Lions, who are also looking pretty good, 4-1 to one on the 30th. And then on July 1st, we did have uh, some canceled games, I think because of weather. So on the 1st, we had 7-1, to one, so our electricity was turned off there. But then we came back against Latte, looking pretty good, but then lost again 10-4 uh, to four on Saturday, Independence Day. So looking pretty bad, about as bleak as it can be for our team, except we do have some highlights that we talked about with our offense. And then we have some pitching gems in the middle of the muck. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the same story, different week, same story. We just right. can't get everything to go together. Thanks, Matt. Player Spotlight. Hey, Rick, it's the time of the show that we talk about KBO players in Major League Baseball. Seong Wan Oh first took the mound in 2005 for the Samsung Lions, going 10-1 in 61 relief appearances. From 2006 to 2013, Oh established himself as one of the elite Korean stoppers. In 2011, he went 1-0 with a 0.63 earned run average. That's right. 0.63 ERA with 47 saves and 54 appearances. Overall, he made the KBO All-Star Game seven times. From 2014 to 2015, O took his talent to Japan. In two dominant seasons with Hanshan, he, he picked up 39 and 41 saves respectively, leading the league both seasons in Japan. In 2016, it was time to give Major League Baseball a try. In his first season with the St. Louis Cardinals, he went 6-3 with a 192 ERA, picking up 19 saves. O struggled in 2017, yet finished with a respectable 4.10 ERA with 20 saves. In 2018, O split time between Toronto and Colorado, finishing with a respectable 2.53 ERA and 73 appearances. 
2019, O struggled in what would be his last season with Colorado. However, context is very important here. O entered the show with a, as a 33-year-old rookie. He pitched in 232 games over four seasons with a respectable 3.31 earned run average. I don't know if you could expect more from any other 33-year-old rookie to Major League Baseball to play four seasons and to be an effective and even good pitcher at the Major League level. This year, O has returned home to the KBO with the Samsung Lions, where he has performed well in a limited number of appearances. Suangwon O has proven that he can be an effective pitcher wherever baseball is played. Welcome back home. And now it's back to you, Rick, and that was KBO Players in Major League Baseball. Wyverns and Wolves! Hey, Rick, let's recap this week's games and the Wyverns of the game. Sunday, the Kawoom Heroes defeated our Wyverns 7-2. Choi Jiang earned the Wyvern of the game WOG honors going for 1-for-4 for with a homer and extending his hit streak to 13 games. On Tuesday, the Duzong Bears hammered our Wyverns 9-2. Choi Jun Woo went 3-for-4, four, winning the WOG. After a Wednesday right now, the Bears continued to show dominance in Game 1 of Thursday's doubleheader, winning 14-6. Kim Kyung-ho picked up the WOG with four hits and five at-bats with two runs scored. The Wyverns, however, showed life in the second game, shutting out Doosan 7-0. Moon Seong-woon threw another WOG performance, tossing seven shutout innings. The Wyverns won 7-0 again Friday, but this time it was against the LG Twins. Kowogs go out to Lee Jiangwook, who pitched six scoreless frames, and Romak, who went 2-4 for four with a homer and three RBIs. Sadly, Choi Jiang failed to reach on a hit, though walking twice, ending his streak at 16 games. Saturday brought more sorrow for our Wyverns, falling 3-0 to LG at Happy Dreams Stadium. Ricardo Pinto earned a hard luck walk in the effort, going five and one-thirds innings and surrendering only one run. Well, Rick, it was another tough week for our Wyverns, and time may be running out on our season. Thanks for tuning in this week. That's it for us. Check out KBO Action, 530 Eastern every day except Mondays on ESPN and ESPN2.